Welcome back to NLP's Young Professionals Network podcast, Growing in the Green Industry. Today's podcast is powered by our Young Professional Network partner, Steel. Steel makes a full line of gasoline and battery-powered outdoor power equipment for the demanding landscape professional. Find yours at steelusa.com. Your hosts of today's episode include myself, Miles Caparis from Include Software, Brett Lemke from RM Landscape, Luke Melangrano from Mariani Landscape, and Neil Glatt from Grow the Bench. Good to see you guys in a virtual environment again. You know, Back to our nice, comfortable know. seats. Yeah, yeah. really, though. It's nice and comfy. Yeah. Chris Mike's, you know, feeling good. I got my Just headphones on. You were spoiled on. for a week there. Get to see each other. And now it's back uh, to it was, the virtual world. It was all right. I mean, it was, it was all right. This is, it, it, I, I had a blast, and that live session was fun. But I find that this is a nice, more the more comfortable uh, recording space for me. Now I get this area better than... <laughs> All, you yeah, know, if, you, if, if you know if you, you correct the joke and you don't care whatever the crowd's like they're not laughing you're like oh here i don't care right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just fine so you, yeah. you were just you're not as funny as you thought you were i was clearly not they were all their hands folded and just sitting there like uh, yeah. yeah when when people like what you say live feedback is awesome but <laughs> if it it's falls flat then it's, it's a... yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well, well, we we've got a great uh, a guest today, Paige Tisdale. Uh, I've got her bio in front of me here. Paige is the currently the business developer at Dennis Seven Ds in Portland, Oregon, and works with commercial spaces indoor and out. She received her bachelor's of science in horticulture and thrives in sharing her passion of plants and the benefits of they offer mentally, physically, and emotionally. Being in the green industry for Six years, she has dabbled in plant shops, landscaping, golf courses, floral design, is now promotes biolithic design in the urban environment. With sustainability as a focus in her career, she is registered trainer with Green Plants for Green Buildings and teaches about the positive effects of biolithic design on it has on human behavior, including well-being and productivity. She's currently the vice president of the Oregon Landscape Contractors Association for the Portland chapter and serves in various capacities for other local and national associations. Currently working on her, on receiving her well AP and MBA. She also, she always thriving to learn more and about the wonderful world of plants and how she can improve our lives. Welcome Paige. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here today. That is an impressive amount of work you're doing and, and, Lots of acronyms and uh, and certification. So congratulations! In six years too, impressive. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's been a crazy. It feels really short, actually. Um, but yeah, that sums up my last six years of living, I guess. <laughs> so tell us more about. Um, I guess it's is it biophilic design? Biophil. Yes, you- biophilic. Um, uh. Yes, biophilic design is kind of. A, I guess a broad overview is just bringing the nature, the natural world indoors. Um, yeah, just kind of bringing nature indoors to kind of uh, improve our in urban environments, um, our mental health, our well-being, all the th- all the things. Um, it's becoming a huge hot button for interior designers and architects, um, especially here in the Northwest, uh, Portland. We love our plants up here. We love our landscaping. Um, but uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of an increase in wanting to bring, you know, 
exposed timber into the space, um, lots of greens and blues. It doesn't have to necessarily mean plants, um, but anything that kind of reflects the natural environment, bringing that inside. Do you think and that changes from the, the, I think the traditional word we always interior scaping or interiors, is this uh, just, how does those compare when I hear that title versus biolithic? Um, you know, I've never heard anyone say biolithic, so I don't know, but okay. uh, yeah. Biophilic. Okay, okay, fine. I think Brett's just just oh, yeah, yeah, that word. Pronouncing this. It's, it's biophilic. Brett. Jeez, you really called me out on that one. Holy cow! I mean, I'm trying not to. I mean, I'm trying not to. But this is, this is like trying People to create like on now. this is this is. I gave you a chance, but then it's like in this case, we, right. had, we had to put had to put. Thank you. Had to put the hammer on. Miles and I work well with the team. He meant this. <laughs> At least you're not getting the uh, the silent crowd treatment. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that would have not killed in the live session. Well, biophilic design actually comes from the term biophilia, which a biologist coined um, in like the 80s. And so biophilia is just the term for humans' relationship with nature in general. See, guys, I was close. I was, on the, I was putting that on the path. But so it's evolved a great deal, I'd imagine, from oh, what, yeah. it, what we thought was put a plant in the mall uh, to, I think, the environments that you all are creating today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've only been doing interiors for um, just under two years now, actually. Um, I started doing commercial landscaping with land care. And uh, I found an opportunity to jump over and do interior plantscaping. It's a completely different world. Um, it's, yeah, and I had no idea how different it would be, but um, just the way plants are maintained, managed, client relationships, um, designing, and that extra detail step, clients expect so much more um, hands-on, hand-holding, hands-on detail, um, there's so many extra steps when working with clients. Um, yeah, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, as far as taking plants that you saw in the 80s in indoor malls, you know, we're still kind of seeing that. But um, my team, especially, and lots of teams across the nation are trying to take that a step further. Like, how can we bring nature indoors without it looking like the plant from the 80s in a pot that maybe doesn't have the most desirable staging or it looks um, really old and dusty and gross. Um, but uh, one of those things is moss art. Moss art has been a huge um, <clears throat> hot topic the last couple of years and it doesn't require any maintenance or trimming or watering um, and it's still a living material like this. Um, yeah, the one behind me, I guess I have one on my screen, but um, there are products that are preserved, they're real living, and then they preserve them to be able to last eight to 10 years. So they're a work of art and still bring that, that nature to our eyes to help us uh, with our relaxation, our um, de-stressing and increased productivity and concentration. Like there's, there are so many different benefits that just visibly looking at nature does for our bodies and brains i have a blank back wall here behind me i think i might put one up here <laughs> inspiration yeah, you need more background a little bit from white i think i mean i think this is a really cool 
field and it's a it's an interesting way to go because i think about landscape design landscape architecture and um you know especially in our business it's we're always trying to meld the indoors with the outdoors and it's always you know a continuation the outdoors are always that continuation of what what is inside and and now you're kind of you know flipping the script on that you're trying to bring in the outdoors uh inside and i think it's a it's really cool and really fascinating and and like you said i mean there's this a lot of health benefits and de-stressing and all that sort of stuff to bringing in uh, plant material and, and, and outdoor elements inside. So, so Paige, I would imagine that a lot of this work is probably, this is a big assumption, is probably coming from the commercial side, right? Versus residential. Yeah, I prefer commercial. Um, we have two residential clients and uh, they're, uh-huh. yeah, I prefer commercial. <laughs> They're probably not listening to this podcast, so we're good, but um, we, can, we can, we can vent a little bit. Um, They're but, just, uh, they, they need more time and attention. So I like plug and play. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so what is it? Have you seen, um, have you seen any trends? I mean, two years ago, that kind of puts us like a little bit, probably a little bit pre pandemic a little bit, but what, what does it look, what does the market look like now that remote work is a thing? Um, are you seeing an uptick in demand to make people make their off like office managers and property people uh businesses trying to make their offices more like marketable to come back for the people to come back to or so is that helping or are you seeing like how's that how's that market looking now with this the the remote kind of trend happening great question um and that has been fluctuating just like everything else um since the start of covid at first it put a halt to a lot of stuff because we were indoors i mean we still were able to we were considered essential so we were still able to go and service the plants so thank goodness they didn't die um but uh we did have like I don't know, five or so clients that decided to end services, cut costs where they could. Um, I mean, people were laying off employees. So um, it was a tough time. In the beginning, we were really worried for what the future would hold. But then once the script started turning to, we need to make our indoor spaces healthier, that's when plants came back into the conversation, Um, especially when it comes to lead well, fit well. These are certifications for buildings in um, energy efficiency and health. Well specifically focuses on how healthy the building is for your occupants. Um, So it's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but for example, like what kind of snacks do you have in the vending machine? And do you have access to a gym? And do you have access to um, a green greenery area outside that they can walk around in on their lunch breaks? Um, as well as, you know, energy efficiencies, light bulbs, what kind of lighting are you using? And then additionally, um, you need a certain percentage of your square footage. You either need to have in plants um, on your floor space or, um, a percentage of it needs to be a living wall or a moss art piece. So, um, they are, uh, I really love Wells approach to buildings just because it focuses on the people rather than the structure itself. Um, and that's just been a huge, we've seen that explode this, um, last, you know, year and a half or so. Um, and then, well, additionally, they revamped um, at the start of this year, they released a new promotion. Um, I'm sure some of you might have even seen it on um, TV. They had a commercial. They were on a few um, 
talk shows as well. I think ESPN even aired the commercial, um, but well released a commercial with Lady Gaga, Jennifer Lopez, um, a couple other celebrities just talking about how important it was for them to see the well health safety seal on the buildings so that when they go inside, they know that they're safe and healthy. Um, Anyway, it was kind of cool to see that big push. It was a global push. So um, people all over the world saw that commercial and um, well, in general saw, uh, I mean, you can register at, uh, for your accreditations, which is what I'm working on right now in all of my spare free time. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can become um, educated in the certifications of well, and then um, be able to you know, advise people or speak to it or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but they, anyway, before COVID, they only had about 3000 um, accredited people in the well health. Um, yeah, for well. And then after COVID hit, they last time I checked, which is about four or five months ago, there were over um, 17,000 people that were trying to get their well um, AP. So it is really exploded because of COVID. Um, <clears throat> We have seen kind of, a, there's another facet to that. Some people, um, we're seeing people with budget restraints, so they're not wanting to take that extra step to be able to have the space they're envisioning, um, but they they know it's important and they want to have that investment eventually, but it's just, right now I'm working with a lot of architects and designers to try and bridge that gap of knowing how important it is to invest in something like this, in, in plants for your employees, the ROI on mental health is huge and it increases productivity at least 15% in your workspace and it decreases absenteeism. So, you know, if you look at the bottom dollars and the end, if you invest in plants for your employees, it's increasing your, you know, your business um, overall. And um, we are seeing people want to try and bring tenants mostly to lease empty spaces. There's a lot of empty leases in downtown Portland at the moment for various reasons. Um, I'm sure you've seen the news over the last two years. But um, so people are trying to increase tenants, um, just reasons to be in buildings. And one of those ways is with great features of living walls and moss art pieces. Um, to kind of bring that wow factor. I think you're really smart to do that. Um, you know, 10 years ago, I got my lead green associate credential. Lead was the rage, not yeah. so much anymore, right? Well, it just been invented, but um, I earned that credential because that's the language my customers were speaking. And, and they were hiring us regardless of our knowledge of it. But once I earned that credential and I could speak the same language as them, um, those sales became so much easier. They started to look to me so much more as a peer rather than a vendor. And um, we were able to really design some cool stuff together in terms of contracts and, and honestly charge more money as a result too, uh, with less competition. Are there any other people getting their well AP in our space right now? Or are you pretty much it? Because I was the only one with the lead green associate in snow removal, that's for sure. Yeah, initially, um, right before COVID, actually, I was interested in getting my lead AP because 
um, it's, I work with a lot of interior designers and architects. And that was, I mean, that was the thing. If you had that accreditation at the end of your name, you were considered, yeah, like you said, like a peer with the people I'm trying to do business with. So it was kind of a no brainer. Um, it just gave me that, you know, 10 steps ahead of all my competitors. Um, but uh, yeah, lead is, is kind of taking a backseat at the moment. Well is at the forefront, but um, well is actually really expensive to get certified in. And so that's kind of um, a holdback. I mean, tenants are going to pay a premium price for a space in a well health building. But at the same time, it just you have to re-up your certification and it just costs a lot. Um, so in addition to that, I'm seeing fit well, which is a it's not as intense as well. Um, but it still has a lot of the same focuses and it's a lot easier to get um, certified in it and it's a lot cheaper. So I'm seeing a lot of people refocus to fit well. Um, and fit well, you can do certifications for multifamily buildings, corporate, and even residential. So it's just, it's more flexible. It's, it, it's just more expansive and easier to adapt to. Um, and hand in hand with that. That's why I got, as, um, became, that's why I became a registered trainer for green plants for green buildings. Um, the class that I teach is actually called biophilic design in Fitwell well and um, the living building challenge, which is, it's just looped into that group. Um, and uh, being able to offer that course, I'm able to offer it for free for interior designers and architects or whoever else needs CEU credits um, for, you know, various associations and it gets me in the door. I am able to, um, present on this topic that I know a lot about and have that. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, uh, well, that credibility. And, and yes, I think thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what somebody who's been listening might not have picked up on is you're in business development, not operations, right? So you're yeah. talking as, as an expert on all this because you are, but um, your role is to, to sell and manage accounts. And so I think that even if the certification is um, too intensive or too expensive, being aware of what the heck's going on with your customers and becoming an expert in their space with what's important to them, uh, I'm sure is, is critical to your success in sales. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If you don't know the language of your clients, then how are you supposed to talk to them? Yeah. I mean, so, I just heard, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Luke. No, I was just curious, Paige, because, you know, you said you worked at another company before you came to Dennis's 70s. Um, when you came there, was this kind of always the path that you were looking to take when you came there as a bit, you know, going into business development and focusing on these more interior scape uh types of projects or is it something you kind of pushed that you wanted to do? Uh, how did you, how did you get involved that, with it a little bit more with where you're at right now? Good question. Um, <laughs> as life does takes its twists and turns. Um, I actually originally was gearing my life to be a music educator. Um, and that's all I did for the first 22 years of life was music. Like I wasn't even in any green industry whatsoever. <laughs> so um, when I pivoted and I discovered um, the benefits of plants on my own, like I went through a winter, uh, well, I used to struggle really bad with seasonal depression. And um, I worked in a greenhouse for a winter and 
basically didn't have, I didn't see any um, seasonal depression. It was incredible to me. It was life-changing and it, it just rocked my world. So I became very obsessed with plants. It became a new passion, my new hobby, and I just couldn't get enough. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with plants, but I just knew I loved connecting people with plants and just sharing my passion, sharing the cool things they could do. And that's really just, that's all I care about. Like if I could just have, if my job could just be going and talking to people about how cool plants are, I mean, I would be totally happy. So, um, yeah, when I graduated, I mean, just having, um, the relationships from NALP from that, the collegiate competition, that's kind of how I got my start, um, in the green industry. Um, and then as I was working here in Portland, just noticing the quality of other companies and noticing, um, you know, what other people do in the industry. I met, um, the lady at this company who was managing the interior department, Karen Horn, she's my mentor and, um, <clears throat> She's pretty, um, she's a pretty big name on the, in the interior side of the things, but um, I just loved what she was doing. And I had no idea that that was such a big part of, I don't know, interiors, part of the commercial world. Like, yeah, I knew there were plants at the mall and at the airport, but, um, you know, didn't really think too much about it because um, they don't always look that great. You know, like I'm not always impressed. So, um, but she showed me the side of like high quality and something to be proud of and something that takes a lot of skill set and, you know, knowledge and know-how. And uh, I just knew, I knew I had to be a part of it. So it all happened at the right time, right place. And I made the jump and I just, I love it so much. And I really appreciate my company because they let me just run with a lot of my ideas and ambitions. Um, I actually started out as just an account manager um, and not really doing any business developing, um, but I see the potential in the market for all of the ideas and aspirations that I have for plants in our company is such a great fit for so many clients out there and just watching the connection and the light bulb go off in people's eyes when I start talking to them about what plants can do for their spaces um, not only aesthetically, but yeah, on the mental and physical part, it is, that is where I, that's my passion. I love seeing that light bulb go off in people's eyes and I, it, I can't get enough of it. So, um, I kind of, I feel like I do stretch myself a little thin trying to talk to everybody and get myself out there just to talk about plants. Like I don't even care if they use my services necessarily like I just want to tell everybody how great plants are and how much you need them for your space <laughs> well, right there was a public service announcement of how good of a business developer you need to get in that kind of passion right Paige <laughs> what you just shared is that makes you excited to know that you're in the seat that can drive it and so one you want to educate and that's a really cool part and I, and I do think that you're you're being supported by that by well and lead and that's finally where that connectivity comes that we need as an industry to have it out there in the public and have that demand and then your services just go through the roof. And then when you get that excited, how can they not, how can they say no? Right. And then of course you got to show them a proposal and then they tend to say no, or can I get another bid? But <laughs> you have the chance right then. Uh, no way are they going to walk out without you uh, being happy about and excited about the oh, project, I think so. I'm thinking just around my house right now. Like we're, she's getting me <laughs> yeah. excited about putting some yeah. plants in here. <laughs> like, what can we do here? <laughs> 
that's usually what happens is when I talk to people there, they want to go get a plant for your, their house. Like they want to go do that. And so I don't really have, I mean, we have um, six garden centers um, here locally. We're a family owned um, company here in Portland and uh, we have garden centers. We do residential and commercial landscaping and then the interior business as well. So we've got a lot of different branches to handle any plant needs that somebody might have. So even though I don't get the benefits necessarily in the business bucket, I still get that adrenaline rush of connecting somebody with a plant passion. And kind of in hand in hand, I did want to actually mention um, there was a secondary problem when COVID hit for interior scapers. Um, everyone became houseplant hobbyists because they were home all the time. So we found a huge reduction in our availability to be able to buy plants. Um, there were months there for a while where we couldn't even order our normal plants at all. It just They just didn't exist anywhere. We couldn't get a hold of like a standard ZZ plant, which I'm assuming most of you know what a ZZ is, but if you don't, Google it. Um, it's pretty trendy. It's pretty popular. It's also a workhorse plant. It's one of our go-to plants and we couldn't buy them anywhere. Um, and uh, we couldn't even buy four inch plants for our living walls to replace them. Like they just, we couldn't find anything anywhere. So um, it's kind of cool that people are getting back into plants, but it was stressful for me for a while because I couldn't do my job. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody bought a fiddle leaf fig in that ZZ plant, right? Like, and oh, I've killed yes. both of those in my house. I'm looking up the ZZ. I've, I, I was going to say, who all, who all Googled ZZ plant? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. I bought that. <laughs> they look pretty in the garden centers. Yeah, let's take yeah, exactly. this. Exactly. They're very, very popular plants. So um, the big box stores have the mo most clout because they've got the most money. So they were snatching everything up for their, um, you know, retail shoppers. And uh, the interior scapers were kind of left in the dark. Um, on top of that, there were like five other reasons. I can't remember all of them, but the freeze in Texas impacted our supply and then labor shortages um, with COVID. And then additionally, a lot of our growers in Florida are transitioning to growing marijuana. So we're losing a lot of our stock to buy from. So that was kind of stressful for a while. I think we're catching up now. Um, we're not as stressed cannabis, out about cannabis wall. A cannabis moss wall. That, you know gosh, there's something there. I literally had a client ask me if I could make one of those about three weeks ago. And I know he's kidding, but uh, you know, somebody out there is going to try it one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cannabis guys, not the not the THC stuff, just the cannabis, the plant. You guys are going the wrong path. No, I just think I was just kind of, it's kind of an ugly plant though. I mean, yeah, it's not, so, it's like, I don't just know. kind of imagine that on the side, but you know, you can do whatever you want. I just have a pothos and a snake plant in my apartment so you know easiest easiest plants ever and they're just kind of chilling they do their own thing it's good i mean you can you, you know there's two sides of every one right so all those plants people's make some think about it and so they're it, it, it constrained business but you hope that in the long term when we get past these supply chains it changed those to think differently about the interior world um and how what and you know and it's like we had with jim McCutcheon, we're, he's got his business Copiana down there growing and, you know, and so all these things are happening at a lot different scale. And, and I could appreciate they're going to that commercial level, right? So what was usually just this homeowner way, now we could see these uh, happening at multifamily residentials and, and commercial buildings. 
And Paige, I'm really curious about like, I know that you're on the business development side and super passionate about it, but I'm sure you're involved on the execution side too for these a little bit, right? Like when they get installed, do you see that? I mean, to me, indoor, you know, look a little bit more, it's it's a higher skill. It's probably a higher skill set that you need to, and Luke, you probably can comment on this stuff too, right? But like, do you find that you, this is an easier spot in the business to recruit talent or for, or is it still all the same? It's pretty much the same. Um, it's a struggle because, um, I mean, for one thing, we want people who have more responsibility. Um, they're managing, usually our techs are by themselves and they have their own route and they're going into, um, you know, a lot of our accounts are, you know, have security. They need badges. Um, they need to be reliable and, um, I mean, sometimes exterior labor is a gamble, (laughs) Um, but yeah, interior techs, uh, they definitely have a higher level of responsibility. Um, Ours uh, communicate with directly with the client, actually. Um, Sometimes that's for access or um, they need to get in someone's certain office. So they're just more hands-on with the clients. Um, And then our techs additionally email our clients after every visit to tell them what was done. Um, so they have a little email that goes out and they communicate on a casual basis as well. Just like, oh, you know, how's the weather or how's the baby or, you know, saw your dog today. Like they get that extra touch, um, which is great for our clients. We, I mean, I don't, we haven't lost any clients besides COVID. Like our clients really love that extra touch. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's hard to find the right people because they also have to be plant people. Um, and a lot of times we find that people love plants, but they don't necessarily love the people side of things. You know, they'd rather, you know, be with their plants or they love people, but they don't know about plants and we can train of course, but, um, we always look for people who do have that, um, you know, somewhat of an experience. Uh, we do have all of our techs, um, get certified through, um, NALP actually offers the, um, interior technician, um, certification course. So we have all of our techs get that certification um, and it just teaches about pruning and pests and diseases to look for and best practices, um, stuff like that. So um, yes, it takes an extra level of uh, management and care. So uh, we struggle to hire as well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we we run into it down in the city, and I, I'm thankful mm-hmm. I don't deal with it because it's a. Uh, I, I know talking to the supervisors working down there, it's a, it's a challenge, and you know, like Paige said, it's you're dealing a lot with the clients more directly with your teams, and you know, in our instances, we're doing a lot of residential stuff, so we're going into people's homes and right. and dealing with that, and there's, I mean, there's a whole another layer of. Uh, protection and you know what the guys can bring in and I mean we, we're not one without any mistakes I, I know of times where we've spilled we've had to mow lawns on people's roof decks and we've spilled gasoline in these people's houses on oh, no. you know, expensive rugs and oh. it, I mean it's it's a challenge it, it always is it's a completely different animal I think and you know I think from what Paige is saying, they've got a really great program in place to, to help train and manage that. I don't think I wouldn't suggest to anybody just to jump in without, uh, 
without checking off some of those boxes and taking some of those precautions. Cause I think it's a, it's, it's a great market, I think, but there's definitely a lot more challenges than coming to digging a hole out in somebody's yard or on their property and sticking a tree right. in the ground. And oh, so yeah. often I've seen, um, I mean, Portland has a lot of plant shops and they're all super cute. Um, but some of them start to dabble in, um, outfitting either, you know, like a restaurant or a coffee shop or a little storefront and they'll, um, you know, pick out plants and pots and plant them up for the customer. But oftentimes that just ends up being a mess. Um, commercially speaking, we don't actually direct plant our plants into containers. We keep them in the grow pots and um, we stage with other material underneath to kind of hold that plant up. There's a drip tray underneath and then we cover the top of it with various materials to make it look pretty. So you don't see all that staging. Um, but there's so many reasons for that because it cuts down on disease. It cuts down on pests. Um, it makes the replacing of the plant when and if it dies, we can just pop, you know, swap it out real quick. Um, nobody notices. You don't have to have dirt all over the floor because you have to dig it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we see a lot of people trying to dabble and decorate with plants, which is great, but um, it does make it harder to maintain and manage and make it look um, presentable later down the road if you don't do it correctly in the first place. Well, in, in the Northeast, I mean, we've all at one point thought about, well, if it snows, what other business lines can we all engage in? And uh, holiday lighting, which was like, and then, uh, and then interiors and then both, you know, have challenge especially if you're in the snow business and while everyone's out doing that service but uh i agree as i looked into it and have friends in the interior world that the the level of expertise required uh a whole new plant palette a whole new environment um a lot of research a lot of education uh required behind it we have some really nice companies up in our market that are doing it here and done it a long time and so it's uh i commend them on the hard work they're doing well, and I think that's why you only see, I mean, a handful of companies, you know, that go, go into it. It's, it's completely different, a completely different challenge. And I mean, I can think of, you know, count them on one hand and <clears throat> in the markets that I work in of companies that venture into the, the interior world. So don't and scaling the business. So Portland, New York city, Chicago, right. These, these are the markets you need to be in. I'll tell you, I can see a few interior plants in upstate New York, in Rochester, New York, but it is not to the scale yet. Um, and so I imagine you have to find the cities that are being progressive or the markets that are being progressive and there's more work to be done. And, um, and so it, it, it's that piece of it and right where the residential path versus that commercial, but I, yeah, you look at Portland and you see how progressive they are in the world of health and the outdoors. And, and so, and, um, it's a natural sense that Devin Sevdes is doing it. And then, and obviously you keep yourself very busy up there, Paige. Yeah. Um, speaking of holiday, that is uh, one of the things we do as well. Um, and uh, it is insane out there right now. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. I thought um, this year would be a banner year just because uh, last year, a lot of people put it on hold. Um, I mean, a lot of people weren't even in the office. So they weren't going to have holiday parties, but this year, a lot of people are, um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's insane out there right now. 
that usually that I, I think that laugh is one part like a good like that's ex- insane in a good way and then insane I, in a bad way like i, I heard, hate I this heard. right now i heard it both um, right? yeah that's yeah. maybe i'm leaning towards the second part right now <laughs> that's fair I love seeing it all installed, but um, working on the decisions, the back and forth, we, I mean, like I said, the inside is so much more detail oriented. So the number of times I go back and forth with the client, I mean, one, one client, I think we went back and forth on a color 25 times just for the ornaments on the tree. So it takes a lot more, it takes a lot more steps. Um, Additionally, with the uh, extreme heats that Portland had this summer, we had 115 degree days, three days in a row. Um, it was pretty insane for us up here. So a lot of our fir trees um, got burned and uh, they're gonna have to be flocked this year um, in order to be pretty. So there's um, only a small handful of trees that look good. Um, and so that's gonna be interesting. I've advised a lot of people not to do fresh trees this year just to avoid um, the discolored branches. Yeah. Flocked. I have not heard that technical. Oh, really? Uh, no. It's the, um, Am I the only one here? I mean, snow. We spray the tree with fake snow. That's what flocking is. Yeah. Oh, all right. Modern I, um, day tinsel. I, I used to, I used to do uh, the holiday installs. Uh, my aunt owned a florist. So of course my aunt was right down the road from, from me and she'd, in the winter, you know, it got slow around working for my dad. So it's like, Hey miles, you know, like we need some, need some muscle. So like, it would always be like these car dealerships that get these like, you know, huge, huge, huge trees. And what a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's like the one hang up or, ornaments and stuff like that. I'm just like, forget it. Yeah. That's like the one aspect of interior that I've had a little bit more involvement in is, is our holiday stuff. And I, nope, just like, I'm ready to walk out yeah. and just be done it's, with it. Yeah. It's a stressful time for sure. Yeah. And, uh, we have, when our, when we are installing holiday, it's all hands on deck for, you know, 12 plus hours a day. And we try to give everyone Sundays off at least, but we do work Saturdays and sometimes we do night work. So it's, I mean, you don't get to go on vacation. We get Thanksgiving off and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, but I'm excited. It looks gorgeous. And uh, I've sold some really pretty packages this year that I'm excited to see. One of them is all white with black ornaments. I'm so excited to see it in person. So we have to follow you on LinkedIn or the social media. You're going to post some of that stuff, I hope. And oh, yeah. That'll oh, be yeah. cool. <laughs> and you are and you do have I, I appreciate I think the effort you put in you have a good LinkedIn uh, you know presence and you understand that whole piece of being involved at chat in the chapters and the associations it's I think uh, your story for our young professional listeners is just how fast and all the things you're involved in and that yet the world is still your oyster right you're in a, an industry that's going to really get to do some really creative things and and you look at some of these modern day office build outs, exterior and interior, and how much more they're engaging the plants than, right? Yeah, we're on the cusp of some exciting pieces. I think on a global sense, I mean, some places in different parts of this, this world are doing a lot further ahead than we are, but um, we're, 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 we'll be there and you're in a good market to be, to be pretty progressive with that. So uh, mm-hmm. a really cool story. 
Yeah, thank you. I, I love watching um, Europe and Asia and what they're doing for interiors, especially specifically with plants. Um, yeah, they're years ahead of us. We are so behind. Um, so it's just a matter of time before we catch up. It's, but it's really cool to watch what they're doing over there and the leaps and bounds that they're making, the really cool installations, um, like huge trees inside, a lot of faux materials being used, but just the stunning installations um, and the importance of having nature indoors is such a higher importance over there. So yeah, it's only a matter of time. But uh, back to LinkedIn, I, yeah, I think it's so important. I um, try to post pretty frequently um, every day, if not, you know, once or twice a week. And as I'm going out and networking, people will just, they already know who I am and I've never met them. And it's constantly, every time I go to a networking event or, you know, stop in, people are like, oh, your name's familiar. Or, oh, I've seen your name before. Or I, yeah, I know who you are. I see you on LinkedIn. You post a lot. <laughs> like that's what everybody says. So it definitely helps you get noticed. Um, I mean, LinkedIn is still not quite to the levels of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So the ability for you to get seen is a lot better like the chances of you promoting in your network are just they're just better so um it's I think it's definitely increasing though I see a lot more people starting to use it more regularly and use it to stay informed on their industries and to just collaborate and network with other people you all know there's a if you looked at my LinkedIn there's a little icon of a tree and it was because I was on a, a Paige and our, our companies did a sales training together for a while. And she's like, oh, you have to put these icons and it just makes your LinkedIn just sort of stand out. And so she's the one, she's the reason I have a little tree icon on my, uh, my you have a little tree page. emoji in your description. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know I needed them. Paige said, you need to put these in there. It just and shakes it up. I'm like, oh, hot damn. Look at that. Look at that. Way, way cooler of a, of a LinkedIn page now, I think. Look how creative you are. When I pull you up on a search, it looks at like Brett Lemke. So free, cool. a passionate yeah. landscape professional. Yeah. 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 Oh. Don't look at how many times I've posted since then or ever, but uh, <laughs> but at least just call that that icon was a that emoji was a big deal. Yes, and you update that profile. All the other picture. listeners out there, put an emoji in your description on LinkedIn. Mine is enhancing environments with plants with a little leaf emoji. So it just, it's just eye-catching. It gets people curious, like, oh, that's not actually a job description, but what is it, what is it you do? And so it gets them curious. I get, you know, 400 people or whatever on LinkedIn looking at my profile all the time. So it's definitely, yeah, it's eye-catching. Wow. Challenge for you guys the rest of the week. I want to see your emojis. I'm just looking them. at my description now on LinkedIn. I'm like, hmm. I was, was gonna say boring. I, I need the recommendation on the emoji. I, I, I know page. I need page. Can I <laughs> end of day? Can I have we'll a recommendation? On... Yeah. <laughs> no, take a week. Really think. Ev- about evaluate it. all of our LinkedIn <laughs> profiles <laughs> just, and, yeah. and circle back with us. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have the benefit of a, a part two to this podcast of um, uh, page. Um, how page how an emoji it. transform my business? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. LinkedIn marketing. Yes. Exactly. Or like a version of like roast me, but LinkedIn version. There you go. That's yeah. more accurate. I think. can roast this all. Well, being, being a millennial, I've kind of been um, volunteered to be part of all the marketing for the various associations I'm a part of and in all the businesses I've been working at. So 
um, it's not really my forte, but being forced into it as a millennial, you just, you pick up tips and tricks. So I'm not an expert by any means, but, uh, it's working considering Brett is the only one of us that has an emoji and that should not be, that is not the natural order of things. <laughs> Brett, <laughs> Brett's trying to go for the, Brett's, Brett's no, going for the young it. hip look. Yeah. Now. now that profile photo that I have up there is when I was a young professional. Yes, I'll see that one. That one's going to be there forever. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Another beardless photo, Brett? No, no. That was one of the early beards. It was sharp, you know, that jacket. I love, you know, so, and it was nice. Uh, I think we were down in the NLP down in Bahamas, nice background of sweet stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, I'm learning a lot from Paige. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm watching her. You watch her, her, uh, uh, uh LinkedIn intently. You, you'll see it now again, the shock and awe of your, of our world, but then Paige, you really lean that well. And so the beauty of the photos that we take and the jobs that we do, Mariani's does, does them all. It's just, they just so eye catching. And I, like anything, you know, the world is visual. So yeah. I pared down my wording and just trying to put more emojis. Pictures speak for themselves. I mean, it's definitely important. I was listening to one of your podcast episodes recently about somebody saying how they invested in a quality photographer for their, you know, their projects. And that really makes a huge difference. Um, and, you know, sometimes it can get really expensive, but it's, I mean, pictures are worth a thousand words and sometimes pictures are worth you know, thousands of clients. So um, yeah, it's really worth it to invest. We do um, every year we kind of analyze like projects we've done, um, landscaping and interior both. And we kind of analyze like, okay, what are some projects we want to get pictures of and up on our website? Um, So we definitely make an effort to um, keep our portfolio updated with professional photos because yeah, it's all visual. It's all about the visual for people on social media. So there you have it, folks. Boom. Get into Pages. interiors. But, now the expert, uh, go follow her on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's it. You can also follow us on Instagram at urban underscore plantscapes. Whoa. All right. <laughs> we we're going to have to check that. We have like three Instagrams for the company, um, but uh, that's the one my department uh, focuses on. But we also have Dennis7, seven, the number seven Ds. Um, which is a cute garden center page. And then we have Dennis 70s landscaping. So that's all of our landscaping projects. So we kind of try to keep each of the arms separated for the clientele, but they're all really good uh, profiles to follow. Um, We're lucky enough at our company to have two amazing marketing ladies that knock it out of the park. Um, So without them, we definitely couldn't have the stance that we have right now, but yeah. They're doing a phenomenal job. So thankful for them because that means I don't have to do it all the time anymore. <laughs> all right. I'm definitely getting one of these things for my apartment. That Urban Planscape Instagram that she just dropped is totally worth the follow. This stuff is so cool. Dude, save up. Oh I've my been word. online shopping this. this whole podcast. And I know, seriously, like, look at that first like... photo. It's like Adidas headquarters. That's so cool. First off, that you get to work for a brand like that. Second off, look at that wall. That is. Yeah, that's, that's one of our uh, living walls. We installed it about a year ago. Um, but it is thriving, um, here Adidas has a H- HQ in Portland. So we get to do their landscaping in their, their living wall there. So, um, yeah, it is a lot of fun to work with the various companies and just to show them the possibilities, like how can we highlight your logo or how can we impress your clients when they walk through the door to meet with you? 
you know, there's, I mean, the possibilities really... are endless. Yeah, See, the world of Instagram. I mean, these things, people just run to get the photos in front of them. So this is, yeah, these, everyone wants the best photo shot and, you know, like last podcast I was going on about how Neil's like sales abilities were just like through the roof, but like, I feel like he just been like overshadowed by Paige. You totally missed. <laughs> you, like, you spoke way too soon on that one. Yeah, sure. I really did. Yeah. It's like, geez, Paige, you just like knock him out of the park. Sorry. Sorry, Neil. Yeah. I'm I don't know. Like, flip the roles, flip the roles. Uh, Neil, you do interiors and Paige, you do snow. And I'm sure that like, they may be like, okay, it's just, clearly it's not a, it's, it's a path where the passion is. You all yeah, are I'm going to politely decline that. Yeah, no. So. I've done snow and um, I crashed my car one, one winter. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to decline that. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, there you go. Well, I guess we're running out of time here. So um, uh, how about we roll into Rose and Thorn? Because this is, has been a great conversation. Paige, since you've listened to us, I don't think I need to explain this segment to you, I hope. Okay, good. Yeah, I know it. Love that. Love it. Um, all right, who wants to kick us off? I'll hit, I'll hit it. Uh, good to see you all. Said it last week. Um, actually listened to Neil's voice all uh two days ago in a, a picture t- takes a th- uh, picture says a thousand words training that you put for Simon. i don't know a long time ago that's all that old training yeah. it was it was but um but so i get to hear your voice twice this week um but really good training and helpful because we as we prepare for the winter time and uh 34 degrees here this morning frost we're ready to go let's let's have some fun but um so um no 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 thorns just happy to be home with the family got a good fall ahead of us so all good stuff yeah i mean i'll i'll echo what you said there brett about getting to see everybody getting back to louisville last week was great uh looking forward to you know the new conference in the future um crazy busy fall right now Uh, a lot of you know we're down to plus or minus four weeks left right now to get plants in the ground and things like that. But with, with that, the Brett, you know, that comes with the changing of the seasons and things like that and getting ready for snow. So uh, there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces right now. And so that uh, that's always a little bit of a burden uh, this time of year. And we had our first frost uh, last this past weekend and it's been, very very chilly and rainy naturally we're getting <clears throat> naturally we're getting all the rain we missed out on in the summer right now so that's been kind of a kind of a thorn in my side lately so well as much as i'm loving the fall weather uh i'm excited to go to california uh in a couple of days um for some training and to hang out with my little brother uh who still lives out there so that'll be a fun trip um unfortunately the dodgers just couldn't repeat so uh no world series games for me next week but it was a good run and um i guess i'll just like do work or something for six months until baseball's back i don't know <laughs> sounds boring but maybe it'll work it's something yeah, yeah. Who, who you got neil in the world series you know luke you always get me in, i was gonna try and avoid alienating like half the entire markets um by saying whether I preferred the racist Braves or the cheating Astros, but I've got to go for the Braves on this one, right? So apologies to everybody. And... If you phrase it like that, man. 
Oh, well, that's the reality of the situation in Luca. So I, I got I can't I can't make stuff up. So I just like to sprinkle that stuff out there every once in a while. You always get me in trouble with it. Keep so. it interesting. Yeah. And and Charlie Morton, this guy pitched on a broken leg. Like what an all-star. You gotta just give it up for that. So if the Astros win, it's because they cheated. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> there, there goes the Texas market. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> listenership just went down a couple notches <laughs> what about you Paige hmm. um <clears throat> I think my Rose and Thorn are kind of the same thing right now loving holiday season but it also might kill me so but yeah I think I'm gonna get through it so this was a nice break from my, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm usually approaching 70 hour work weeks right now. So this was a nice break from that. So thank you so much. So that's, that's my rose. My rose is being on this podcast. <laughs> Easy by Al. I don't know. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're doing good work. <laughs> thank you. It's very apparent based off at least. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, Awesome. Well, yeah, we appreciate having um, you on. Oh, I have to do my Rose and Thorn. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Rose is that it's um, back home working. Uh, the conference was good. It was good seeing everybody. But um, as a vendor, attending a conference is a little bit different game than being an attendee. So uh, that, that means like a lot of emails and a lot of, uh, a lot of like, you actually have to, you know, work the conference instead of like, it's like an enjoy work balance, uh, which is, is different. So, but it's fun. So I'm really looking forward to Florida though, because I think that we'll be able to connect a lot more um, and hopefully like be able to network and, and hang out a little bit more. Um, that'll be cool. Uh, thorn. Um, I don't really have any thorns besides it's just a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little rainy in DC. You race ready miles? Uh, yeah, well actually, you know, I was thinking about that. The thorn is, well, the race is in two weeks, right? Then the 13th, it's a half marathon. So hopefully the weather's good. Um, I'm probably going to start tapering next week and uh, we'll go from there. I don't know. I feel pretty good. I just ran a tempo. Um, this is like, this is all, this is like slow numbers, like compared to like some of my friends, but like um, it's really, I'm really proud. Uh, I like ran a tempo the other day. It's like I ran seven miles at an 830 pace. So it was like, that's just interval training. So it was cool. Heart rate was like pretty low. I didn't like hit threshold. I only hit threshold for like a little bit, which is cool. So feeling pretty fit and strong and we'll see what the race does. Maybe I, I might die or I might not. So I might completely bumble and like walk it out or I might crush it. Who knows? Either way, it's a PR for you, right? Either way, it's going to be an official PR. Yeah. Um, you, want me to, you want me to comment on the weather there, Miles? And maybe I'll... <laughs> <laughs> you know i Maybe. i moved from new jersey to dc and everyone's like eh, the weather kind of sucks i'm like i don't know and the weather's kind of nice down here but i've been here for like what four or five years now so i, I think i have like the movement to complain about the weather again there you go. Even though it's 66 degrees. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's going to be real nice out. And yeah, you've maybe, heard enough maybe it'll be like 85, 90 degrees and humid when you run, yeah. your, when you run your half marathon. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. I mean, I uh, let's see. You know, everything's like in the 60s, low 40s. So it'll be chilly, but it's supposed to be like Must rainy. be nice. 
but you guys can always move down here to DC. You know, I won't like complain. You know, you guys are just complain about the weather. You know, hey, like Neil, Neil went to Neil went to a neutral ground. Chicago is yeah. Chicago's not like a southern state or anything. I mean, yeah, at this time of year, it should have been really nice, and instead, he gets a eighty degree day to run. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough race talk. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, well. Paige, thank you again for coming on. It was very fun having you. Um, learned a lot. Love the discussion. And uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, we appreciate your listenership and support. Feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, or anybody who thinks that you think that would get value from this podcast. Uh, feedback is always appreciated. Give us a rating on Apple Podcast, or else just shoot us an email or message us on LinkedIn saying that you like it or you don't like it or what you want to hear. So... Um, until next time, I'll see y'all later. See ya. Bye. Bye.